date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. Welcome, this is Peggy. And I'm Sharon. And today we're going to talk about one of Sharon's soapboxes that she likes to talk about. From your experience coaching people who are trying to date, what are some of the things that they do or what are they choosing to not be in a healthy relationship? So I think everybody wants to be in a relationship, right? And they're not thinking ahead. They came from an unhealthy relationship and somewhere in their brain, they're like, oh yes, I'm definitely going to choose something healthier. But they don't really think, oh, I'm getting into this relationship and I need to make sure it's got all the components of a healthy relationship. And even in the early stages, there might be red flags flying and they just want to be in a relationship so badly for whatever reason that they're ignoring early, early signs. So you're saying that people don't even think what's one of the first things I want. It's not that he's tall, dark and handsome. It's that I want a healthy relationship, which I know isn't natural to think that. Is this guy going to give me a healthy relationship? I mean, we look at are, you know, a significant other as, oh, well, we've got physical chemistry and that's really great. And, you know, we like some of the same things maybe. And we look at stuff like that, but we're not really looking at that person because, um, well, let me just give you an example. Okay. I talked to several women and I'm going to use women as an example because far more women than men have done this in a coaching session is they call me and they give me a huge list of indiscretions that their boyfriend is doing. And um, I mean, one after another after another. And I'm always sitting thinking, why are you even with him? And there, you know, I'm thinking, what? What? You know, I mean, (laughs) you know, and I'm thinking, are you listening to yourself? And, um, and then I, you know, when they stop, I, I would ask them, are, are you looking for a healthy relationship? And their mm. response is never, oh, geez, well, it's always like, huh? What? What? And it's like, obviously, on some level, they know they're not in a healthy relationship or they wouldn't be calling me and they wouldn't be giving me this list right. of indiscretions. Um, so um, that's the first question I ask is, do you want a healthy relationship? That's a great question. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, are you in a healthy relationship? And... They're like, oh, well, and then they try to make excuses. He's a really good man underneath this, and he suffers from this, or he went through this as a child. And it's like, well, because my advice would be just to run. It's like, you are not in a healthy relationship. And it's like, is he in therapy? And no, he's not. It's and so interesting. Yes. This is so interesting that they're, that they're making excuses. Yes. They're coming up with reasons why... What do you think that's about? Why are they making excuses? Well, if you listen to my love chemicals, you would know how people get attached. And literally, when I say, no, you should run from this person, they're like, oh, I'm not ready to do that. Because in their mind, they're in love with this person. And you don't leave people and you don't abandon people that you love. But I'm going to say more than anything, they're just really attached to this person. Because they've spent a year of their life investing in this person who isn't going to change. 
who hasn't wanted to change, who hasn't spoken of changing. And so when they say, but underneath this, he's a really good guy or yes. whatever, it's like, yeah. well, better not plan on that underneath thing. Well, and on. honestly, I've been in this relationship and you celebrate every good moment you have. And oh, yes, we had a yay, we had a good moment or we had a good trip or we had a good date. You're saying that fighting. you've been through this kind of a thing. I have. And so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say, I know what they're going through, and I know that you should run. And eventually I ran and did not look back. So, yes, so I understand the components. I understand what's going on. You know, there isn't a magic pill for this guy. There isn't a magic formula I can give them to help this guy change. And so I started, you know, soapboxing healthy relationships. Are you in? A healthy relationship or do you even know the components at this point you know what not to do because you know what hurts you well but let's do hear you know right so, what are those components right so let's get started um the first one is do you share the same values and goals mm-hmm. so this is this is top of the list because from an lds standpoint there's commandments we need to be living. We need to be on the same page as far as... We have the same morals, supposedly, same moral, all Yes, that, and, right? you know, as far as the church goes, we need to be obeying the same commandments, you know, living the same standards. It's, it's not going to work if you can't share those values just from the church. it's going to be a lot yeah. harder. Yes, it's going to be a lot harder right. if you don't. But other values... You know, what do you value? Your family values, you know, your family time. Yeah. You have to, sh- you know, share some of the same values that way. If I didn't like family time, boy, would I have been married to the wrong person because we spent so much time with his family. I mean, weeknights we'd go over in hot tub and he'd call his sister and all the cousins were playing and the adults were in the hot tub. And this would happen several times a week. Fa- you know, so family was super important to my husband. Yeah. And good thing it was important to me. Otherwise, I would have been super miserable thinking, do we have to go see your family again? Right. So there's all sorts of values that you need to be sharing. Um, like adventure. You know, yes. If you and value adventure, going out, going out. Like I, I've talked to people where one part, the woman is like, she just wants to be home on the weekend and he's ready to go out and like go get a Airbnb for the weekend, go travel or whatever. And, you know, yes. adventure is a big deal or other values. So... Yeah. Yes. So you need to be on the same page as far as values and goals. Let's talk about goals for a second, because you can, it would be really hard to make a relationship work if you didn't have the same financial goals. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going in the direction of marriage or you think, you know, you're with somebody several months, um, financial goals, spiritual goals, goals, you know, more family goals. So the goals need to be around the, you know, retirement goals, and plans, are you going to travel? You know, are you going to stay home? Are you going to, you know, are you going to have enough money for this? So the goals and values really do need to be, you need to be on the same page well, as and, far as goals and values. And I think, and I'd like to add to this and you tell me if you mm, think sure. this is in line with this. And I've talked before about this, but mission and purpose is really important. Like for me anyway, yes. what, what's, what's your purpose? What are you... And it's like the marriage needs to support what your life mission is. And there might be multiple missions. And I'm not talking about a, a mission going right, on a mission right. for the church necessarily, but 
but like you and I are doing this and we need someone that supports this. This is a part of our calling, a part of our mission. Yes. And so we need someone that's going to be supportive of that and we need to be supportive of them. So that's part of goals and purpose and where we're headed, right? And it's where awesome. And that is the perfect segue into the next one is do you both maintain your own identity? Oh, perfect. Perfect. Do you have a sense of your own identity? Do you know who you are? First of all, this is part of taking care of your baggage. A lot of times people just kind of conform to the person they're with instead of establishing themselves and their own hobbies and goals and interests and their own way of life and their own purpose. Um, Do you have, you know, do you maintain your own identity in the relationship and is the other person supportive? Like you just said, your purpose is the other person really needs to be supportive of who you are and not be constantly trying yeah. to change who you are because it doesn't really fit. Let into me ask their you a scheme. question with sure. this. So I've, I've met quite a few guys on my dating journey that are like, so, you know, tell me your story. Oh, I've been divorced about three weeks. I'm like, what? what? (laughs) And you want my number? Uh, 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 you know, it's kind of like, you need time. Yes. When you're talking about identity, it's like, who are you outside? I mean, outside of this 38 year marriage was this particular person. And I'm like three weeks, uh, even three months. It's like, and it was, uh, I, I waited a whole year at least Yes. before I was putting myself out there in the dating world after a 34 year marriage. So I think that that's part of what, what we need to talk about is, and think about is who am I outside of this past relationship? Yes. And a lot of people carry that same person that they, you know, it's like, I'm half a person. I, I, I was, I was, so they want the same kind of person or, well, they become half a person because they're a pair. And it's oh. like, and, you know, in an unhealthy relationship, we all know this is like you rely on them in unhealthy ways or, you know, we have codependency and stuff and they put themselves out there, that same person without changing anything or without doing any work. But yes, um, if you ask someone what they do for fun and they don't know, have you ever done that? It's like, what do you do for fun? And they're, oh, well, uh, uh, well, when uh, I was married, yeah. we did this. Or and I'm what like, are no, you what passionate are you? about? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Those and are important questions. That was yes. hard for me. Mm-hmm. It was hard for me a lot in my, in even in my marriage, I was like, what are you passionate about? I don't know. What am I passionate about? You know, I Those mean, when we're questions. married, we're raising children and things like that. But at our stage of life where we're empty nesters and things, hopefully we're, we're a real person and we have interests. Real and person. Whole. <laughs> like a whole, yeah. whole person. Yes. And we have a direction and a right. purpose and okay. things like that. So your own identity, make sure you have your own identity and you're not just trying to cling on to somebody else and their identity. Yeah, That's, it's, it's not going to work. Okay. Which <laughs> leads us to the next one. This one's kind of fun. Do you spend quality time together. And by quality time, I don't mean sitting on the couch, making out, pretending to watch a movie. As quality of time as that is, (laughs) I knew that would make her laugh. This is not quality time. It's very fun. We all know. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you should see how red her face is. Stop it. So quality time is actually doing things together. It's actually 
working on projects or going on adventures or, you know, things that you guys have in common that you can look forward to. So it's quality time. It's not, you know, not even quantity time. It's, but you need to be doing things, you know, that maybe help your purpose or, you know, you know, I, I can ask a couple, well, what do you guys like to do together? And they're like, oh, well, we just like being together and you can't base a relationship on sitting around making schmoopy faces at each other. Right. Schmoopy faces. Like that's, that's from Seinfeld. <laughs> Anyways, but you know what I mean? It's, yes, you know, absolutely. It, well, you because do. you know, there was a lot of my marriage that there was no time for schmoopy faces. It was a lot of work, a lot of doing a lot of taking care of things, a lot of, trying to find time to have fun, you know, yeah. taking care of a spiritual life. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in a relationship that has nothing to do with making out and sex. Right. right. But in a dating relationship, for sure, you just, your quality you to time. To yes. You need to, get to, be, to know. Get, to, get to knowing each other. In when different situations. When your mouths are scenarios. busy kissing, you are not talking and get getting to know people. So make sure there's quality time. Make sure, whether that's the temple, date night, be creative with date night, but make sure there's quality time. 100%. Right. Okay. So next one. There needs to be a strong sense of trust. If you are dating someone Absolutely. that you do not trust, we're just going to say that's a big red flag, right? Yeah. And... I know there's a lot of baggage that you bring into things or they bring into the, you know, the relationship where trust has been breached with someone else. And so they transfer it onto they, this yes, person. Yes, and they transfer it into a new oh, relationship. that's a big, big deal. Yes. Everyone needs to be aware of that. It's Everyone, called transferring. Yes. Transference. It's a, it's a psychological term and it's where you, where you take your unfinished business, which we've talked about, or trauma from a, a past experience and you and you transfer it onto the person you're with. Yes. So it, it blinds you for who that person really is and what's really going on. So if this happens to you, you need you know that this is a clue that you've got some unfinished business you yes. need to take care of before you move forward in this relationship because it's going to cause problems. And the tricky part is that they might also have stuff yes. they're transferring onto you. And so it makes relationships extremely complicated. So you really, this is when work really needs to be done. If you both go into a relationship where neither one of you trust, even though the other person is most likely trustworthy, you know, it's going to really cause some huge issues. Yeah. And so this is really important that you get your work done. But there's a lot of times I feel like people are in relationships and they're kind of like, I don't know. I don't, they kind of feel like they're kind of a sketchy person. And I think, oh my gosh, like you don't want to be in a marriage. Like you marry who you date. People need to you have know? vision. You need to be thinking yes, forward. Thinking is this forward. the kind of person you want to be living with every yes. day in and day out? And if there's a breach of trust in a in a dating relationship, for sure there's going to be in a marriage situation. Absolutely. People are patterns and and pe- I don't think people really fully understand how much people are patterns. And a lot of times I I help myself by by realizing that I have patterns, you know? I'm like, this is a pattern. Oh, my gosh. You know? Being self-aware. We got to go talk to Peggy because I've got a A pattern. bad taken care of. I've got a bad pattern. I just discovered. So anyway, so the trust trust is a big one. Make sure that, you know, 
you're not transferring, make sure that they are a trustworthy person. Make sure that you're a trustworthy person. You know, I, this is bringing up some thoughts about trusting yourself too. Yes. Because when you're in this confusing where you're both transferring stuff onto the other person, knowing who you are and that you can trust yourself and you can trust your gut is such an important such an important piece to have to to be really I mean I've worked a lot with particularly with women who have been their their gut has been overridden they've done it and their past relationship usually a marriage that was that was happening in the previous marriage and so they are just taking baby steps to try and learn how to trust themselves and trust their gut Yes. And looking back, they can go, oh my gosh, I, sh- I knew that. I knew that. And I, I just overrode it. I overrode it. Well, don't right. do that anymore. Right. So when you first get the feeling like there's a red flag or there's something I can't trust here, trust yourself. Yes. And and step away. Yes. I, I like that. I like that a lot because, you know, we need to be able to trust ourselves. And going back to past experience is a really great way to do that and getting educated. Yes. You know, getting educated to maybe why things happened the way they did in your last marriage or, you know, maybe why you are the way you are or things, you know, get educated on it so that you have a stronger sense of trusting yourself. Yes, absolutely. All right. Before we move on, I want to add something else about transference. You can actually transfer good qualities onto another person as well. So the the point is you're not really seeing them for who they really are. You're trans and this could be like your mother or your dad or you know, maybe there were good things about your past relationship that you really love and you've seen this guy with ball, a bald head and your former spouse used to be bald and so you transfer, I don't know, just crazy things can right. happen. So right. just being aware that transference can be positive things too, but it's not a positive thing to be transferring. All right. Thank you. Respect. Can we talk about respect for a minute? Let's do. Do we respect the differences, our differences, even if we disagree? I think this one is huge because I think people are mostly looking for people just like them. I know I've done this. I know I've felt this. It's like, I don't understand that other person's behavior. And let me tell you why. Because they're a different person. Hmm. You know, we are, you know, there's nobody just like us. But yet we kind of expect that they're going to think like us because they think like us in a few areas. They're going to, you know, they're going to think like us in all areas. So we need to learn how to deal with differences and be respectful about it. And I think that's a big one. You know, when we talk about respect, of course, we need to speak to each other respectfully. And, and I'm you know, to, I'm trying to picture this. So, so do you have an example of of when someone either it wasn't respectful of someone else's different opinion. Are we talking about? Oh, we can. I mean, anything. You can talk about anything. So my husband and I grew up completely different. I grew up in a hoarder house, mm-hmm. and he grew up in a mausoleum, a museum. I don't know. I don't. What's really clean? He, his mother was so clean. If we were there visiting and forgot a binky and had to run back in, she was picking up socks fuzz off the carpet when you got back in yes yes, when we go back in and and um so I always thought well I'm never going to be a hoarder and I'm not but I am by no means this neat freak that his mom was and just she was a delightful person she was not like Hitler about it or anything but so I'm thinking there's got to be a happy medium like we need to live in our house but he never thought that he thought our house should be a show place like that he grew up in even though 
you know, a lot of times he wasn't allowed in the house. Like she was hosing him off, to, oh. you know, you know, there were, there were bad experiences. And so, but he, you know, he never really respected the fact that I just, that things were okay if they were left out a minute. Got it. You know? And so it's like, you just have to understand that people are from different backgrounds yeah, and different pasts. And, and honestly, we're all just really different. And so, you know, I mean, we can talk about specific things like political differences or religious differences and things like that, that you have to learn how to... Or movie preferences. You know, <laughs> anything like that, yeah. you know, but respecting just differences because we are all different. And I mean, the sooner we grasp that concept... And be okay with it. And be okay with it. And just say, that, you know yes. what, is this something, is this different enough? Is this difference okay with me? Can I live with this difference? Yes. And then you got to ask yourself that question, right? Because then if you can't live with the difference, don't make yourself live yes, with it. Yes. But be really honest about it. And yes. you can be respectful in that process. Yes. And you take the good with the bad. And it's right. like you said, you have to just decide if you can live with that difference. You take the good with the bad. Again, I'm going to put bad, I'm going to put a little caveat here, unless it's abuse. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so I just mean, to your, clarify, your and I know bad. you know yes. that. Yes. I know yes. you know that, but I, for our, for those who are listening, unless it's abuse. And we'll be talking yes. more about that later. Oh, for sure. Um, okay. I think that we're ready. That's the beginning of the end. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is part one. <laughs> this is part one of Healthy Relationships. Tune in next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and subscribe to our channel. Check out our website at datetoyourpotential.com and take our free quiz to see if you are dating to your potential. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.